You're listening to Beyond Infinity, your weekly dose of science and technology, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. The Dawn mission, this is a NASA mission out to the asteroid belt, which is between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter in the solar system. The Dawn mission uh, has concluded, so that, that spacecraft has finally run out of hydrazine fuel, which was required to accurately point its antenna to Earth to send back data. So right. it's actually possibly still collecting data. It, it can't just actually can't, just yeah. can't point the information back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that's over. But an incredibly successful mission used ion propulsion, which was a kind of prototype, a new technology for propulsion, which uh, was tested very successfully. And it actually allowed the probe to, which was part of NASA's kind of so-called lower-cost discovery program, to actually go into orbit around two objects in the one mission. That's the first time any spacecraft's ever done that. Mm. So first it went out to Vesta, which is a large object in the asteroid belt, and it went into orbit around Vesta, took high-resolution imagery. That was from 2011 to 2012, so it was launched back in 2007, September 27, 2007, went into orbit around Vesta for a year from 2011 to 2012, and then it... it uh, left that orbit and headed out to Ceres, which is the largest object in the asteroid belt, uh, and uh, it went into orbit around that. And it's been in orbit since March 2015, and it's predicted that it will stay in orbit for a very long period yeah, right. of time, you know, possibly hundreds of thousands, mm. even millions of years. It'll stay out there just going round and round and round and round. We've got most of the data that we hope to get from that. But I just thought I'd give listeners a bit of a, a recap about this. So launched in 2007, did a Mars gravity assist in 2009. Uh, from 2011 to 12, as I said, was, a, was around uh, in, in Vesta. Uh, and then 2015 arrived at Ceres that dwarf planet, so a bit like Pluto, which New Horizons visited. So these weren't flybys. Um, no, these were actually going into orbit. orbit. Yeah, yep. right. So iron propulsion is a really interesting technology and made it possible to go to, to two objects, to go into orbit around two objects. No other spacecraft anywhere, whether mm. manned or otherwise, has ever done that. Mm. So generally, what we do is if we go to Mars, we, uh, you know, we, we send the, the probe out, it fires its engines at the right time, everything goes according to plan, mm-hmm. it goes into orbit around, mm-hmm. around Mars. Same with uh, Juno at Jupiter. It's, it's in orbit at the moment, a big looping orbit around uh, Jupiter, diving in over the poles. The Cassini orbiter, which is now finished, it, it did the same thing. It only went to orbit around one object. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so this was kind of unusual in that sense, uh, but it, it did take advantage of that uh, slow build-up of speed that ion propulsion gives you. And ion propulsion was first mooted, I think, in science fiction. I think in Star Trek mm. in the 1960s yep. or 70s mm-hmm. was when the idea first came up. So it allowed active powered flight of nearly six years. It was a record-breaking use of solar electric propulsion with a, a speed of 25,700 miles per hour, which in kilometres must be a, a, over 40,000 kilometres per hour, nearly equal to the velocity provided by Dawn's Delta launch vehicle. So really successful mission. Some of the key findings, it orbited Vesta for more than a year, confirmed that Vesta is the parent of the HED. These are called the Howardites. Eucrites and Diogenites. These are meteorites which have been known around Earth. These were connected back from the findings that uh, the Dawn made at Vesta. They were able to actually say, okay, that's where those objects originated. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a match, mm-hmm. which was a pretty cool thing to do. Vesta's about the same size as Saturn's moon Enceladus, which from memory, I think it's about 500 kilometers in diameter. So quite of a small object, much smaller than Ceres. Uh, it's an asteroid rather than a dwarf planet. Mm-hmm. 
it was kind of a fairly inert object. Um, it, it, uh, it's mainly, uh, you know, it's carbon-rich surface and it's been covered with impactors. You know, it wasn't as interesting object as Ceres, which they went on to go into orbit around. They found that Ceres had signs of, you know, still present-day activity, yeah. so geologic activity going on, new um, cryovolcanism visible on the surface, which is, uh, you know, pretty unusual. They expected these objects to be inert, just dead rocks, mm-hmm. And in the case of Ceres, they found it that it, it, you know, it was really quite an active world. Uh, it's possible it had a subsurface ocean in the past. Right. They even found organics in several locations on Ceres' surface, so the kind of precursors to um, the building blocks of life. So that was kind of interesting as well. Entered orbit around Ceres in March 2015. It was an ocean world where water and ammonia reacted with silicate rocks. As the oceans froze, salts and other telltale minerals concentrated into deposits that are now exposed in many locations across the surface. So really a very, very exciting and very, very successful mission finally wound up, wound up because of a lack of hydrogen, lack, lack mm-hmm. of fuel to, mm-hmm. to point at the Earth, to point the antenna back at the Earth to send the data back. But great science. It proved that ion propulsion is a really viable technology for future missions. So hopefully we'll probably see it again. It did allow us to explore very successfully and quite comprehensively two large objects in the asteroid belt. Fantastic. So pretty good stuff there. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.